Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Eating Alone in My Car show with your host. So sad today. Um, well, not to bury the lead, we're back. We being me and uh, the smart sweets that I've got tucked tucked here astride in the cup holder. I'm gonna I'm gonna go into that. I'm going to go into why I have not been, I mean, why haven't I, I've, you know, I've been too depressed to like hear the sound of my own voice and like the, to generate words has been difficult. Let's just put it that way. Um, I mean, that's the why that's, that's the big why, but, um, and now I feel like I'm overcompensating by being like, woo, we're fucking back. You know, like, like, you know, being more than I feel needing to be more than I feel, but, um, I'm going to go into all of it. Everything's going to going to be gone into. Um, I'm already concerned that you think that because I said the words smart sweets that um, I they're not sponsoring the show. I wish they would. I fucking wish I wish a smart sweet would. But no, they don't. Um, also, I just got distracted because I just saw on the side of the road a car that looked like it was from the 1920s, um, a la the Grapes of Wrath broken down on the highway. It was like an old truck. Um, and I don't know, you know, it just, the smart sweets of wrath. So, oh, hi, hi. Listen, first of all, right off, I have to give a disclaimer. I can't promise that this is not going to be a one-off episode. Like, I, I don't know. We're just going to have to take it one shot at a time, folks. You know, I don't know what the future holds. I don't know how I'm going to feel. Um, I don't know. So if, if right now, you know, if you feel like, if you feel like it's too hard for you, you know, if you feel like a one night stand is going to be too emotional get out now because I can't promise I'm going to text. I can't promise I'm going to text. And I'm just telling you that up front. Although I don't know. Anytime when I've like, I've always, whenever I've gone and gone into like sort of a, someone can't, you know, can't promise they're going to text or like a, you know, I just, I, I can't be in a, I don't know if I can be in a relationship right now. I'm always like, Oh yeah, let's fuck. You know, like I always think that I can handle more than I can handle. In fact, I've actually kind of in my life come to come to learn, come to feel that, um, you know, that when I feel that I can handle something, when I think I can handle something is usually the time of trouble. You know, when I'm, that's when the blind spot comes up. When I think I've got this, no big NBD, as they say. Um, that's when I don't, that's when I don't got it, you know? So when I'm like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. Now, I mean, like sometimes there's that little piece of intuition already. My voice is fucking annoying me, by the way. It sounds to me like a, like a rabid chipmunk or something. I don't know. It just got very chipmunky in here in this car. But, um, but you know, I don't think, I think that like in this moment, I'm not so depressed. It's, it's more of like the usual self-judgment kind of like, like that, that, that I didn't like the sound of my voice and less that like, it's too much effort. I actually do feel like in this moment, I have, I have the mojo to keep going with this shot for today, for today. But I just, what I'm saying 
folks, is that if you feel like this is, I'm walking you down a primrose path by giving you a shot today and then, you know, shot today, gone tomorrow, like, you know, not knowing whether the next episode won't be for another four months, four to six, you know, I don't know, or it could just be next week and we could just pick up where we left off and, you know, shit will, will go on. I don't know. I don't know where I am in terms of my ability to have a relationship with the shod right now. I'm just going to tell you that honestly. So if, if you feel like, you know, it's just going to be too sad to like have an episode and then have it be gone, you know, I'm just giving you that caution. Um, now if you're thinking, no, 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 I can handle this. Let me just give it to me. Fine. That's totally, you might be wrong. You know, you might be wrong, but it is what it is. It is what it is. And I've been in that position many times where I've, uh, jumped in the sack, you know, because I just wanted what I wanted in that moment and thinking I can handle this a lot of times too, you know, here's where I also see it. Like there's been a lot of times in my life too, where sometimes like, usually if it's someone I'm like really fucking into, like, I'll know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'll like, I, there's that little voice of intuition. That's like, "Mm, you can't handle this. Like you can't handle this. You're going to be sad tomorrow when like you don't get the text. But I, but I just, I, I override, you know, like I know it's not like the will of the universe or whatever, you know, like I know, I know that it's probably, I am pushing forward on my will. I'm making something happen that is then going to hurt me, but I, I'm just like, I want it too much. You know, there's like that one, but then there's the one where it's like, it has happened to me a lot. Like if I'm fucking someone to get over, fuck it. I'm talking like I've like fucked in, you know, I mean, I like, besides married sex, I haven't fucked in a long time, but Um, and like, we can, I don't know that we can call married sex, like fucking, like, let's just, but in my fucking days, and there was a lot of fucking in the fucking days, I feel that I, I've done enough, I've probably done enough fucking to last, uh, I don't know, several families worth of fucking, you know what I mean? You know, like the family size mac and cheese, like that's, you know, I, I had like several of those, like enough to fill enough for several of them. I'm not, I'm not trying to be bravado, maybe a little bit. Maybe I feel a little self-conscious that I haven't fucked in a while. And so, you know, I'm being a little bravado, but I'm just letting you know that I know the terrain. I know the, I know I'm familiar. I am familiar with, um, fucking and not being texted back. But so, you know, then there's sort of, there's the, so there's that, right? Like there's the, that type where you sort of, I don't know, you, you fuck and you know that like, it's going to be good or it is good. And like, or you fucked them before and then you didn't hear back. It's already, you've already been devastated before, or you just know you're It's going to be devastating. You know, I'm thinking right now of, of Andrew G in my friend's closet, uh, when I was young and had no boob seventh grade, like I knew that getting to second in the closet, I knew that it was going to leave me with an emotional hangover. He was so hot. He really had no interest in me other than like I was there, you know, I knew all of this and yet I went forth and, you know, or, um, Richard K shout out Richard K. Um, you know, 
when I was in, you know, seventh grade at Stephen Balin's Bar Mitzvah. We made out in the phone room, um, you know, and, you know, this, I'm just trying to think of like the initial template for these things. Like what was the first, you know, we made out in the phone room and then like I pined for years. He's the one that I had to say goodbye listening to like Eric Clapton's Wonderful Tonight and like burn like an effigy and I did it like multiple times and like the Righteous Brothers and shit. No, I didn't grow up in the 60s, but it was just, I don't know, they were playing the Righteous Brothers at this bar mitzvah when we like slow danced in the phone room and made out. But anyway, so like six months later, I was playing Spin the Bottle and I spun him. You know what? I'd already had to burn like effigies, you know, like with like his name written on paper. Like there had already been a lot of dramatic shit for me trying to like exercise the demons of the romantic longing and yet so I knew but I was like no I'm gonna go make out with him like in the back of the parking lot like of course you know and so there's like those and I've had a lot of those in my life right like a lot of those a lot of those where you know you know it's gonna be a hell of an emotional hangover but you just want what you want and that's it but then there's the ones and I feel that this shot is probably more like that because I just don't know that this shot is I'd like to think this shot is equivalent to like you know, the one that you know in advance that, um, you're going to have an emotional hangover when it doesn't text you back. You know, I'd like to think that, but I just don't know that it's that good. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just not that hot. So I'd let, I think this shot is more in the vein of when you like fuck someone to get over someone else, you know, when you like fuck someone to get over, like not getting texted by someone else, Sometimes it's like a a, a trio. Sometimes it's like you fuck someone to get over, you know, someone else. And then you fuck someone to get over, like, the other two. And you don't think that you're like, you're like, dude, like, I have no interest in, like, this is purely utilitarian. This is purely just, there's no way I'm going to, like, feel emotional attachment, you know? There's no way. And then, like, for some reason the sex is good or even if it's not, but you just are a longingy kind of human and you, um, find yourself, um, sorry, I'm just making sure I'm going the right direction. I am. Um, you find yourself like then attached, now you're attached to two or three, right? Like then you're like, Oh Jesus Christ. Now I'm waiting for multiple texts from multiples. And I didn't even, that's, I think like what this shot more is. It's like, you, you're like, all right, I'm going to jump in. Like how bad, how bad can it fucking be? If I don't hear from her for a while again, after this, how bad, it's not going to like, uh, please, you know, like, it's not going to be that bad. I'm just whatever. But then like, maybe you'll have an emotional hangover. Cause you'll be like, Oh, like, you know, we got close. That's like, I think like the most you're going to have, have happened. But with those times, you know, it's so easy to lead oneself down the primrose path of like, like, yeah, I'm just going to like make out with this person, like, you know, on the street. Actually, I just had a revelation during like my sort of like, um, my last hurrahs, I loved like making out on the street. And I think it's because it called back to like a time of middle school, like, I was trying to, like, yeah, like, that's what I think what I was trying to, like, get back to, was, like, I've always just been trying to, like, vindicate my middle school self, but, like, not on, like, a conscious, like, vindication level, it's just, like, I've just wanted to not relive, but, like, alter, alter the past, amend, 
you know, avenge, avenge my ugly ass, duckling ass, middle school pain, you know? So I think that that's why, like in my, I think in like my final iteration, when I was far, far, far out of middle school, you know, we won't say how old I was, but far, 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 my most recent round, my most recent spate of family macaroni and cheese, um, you know, five years ago, something like that, whatever it was, uh, seven, something like that. Um, my most recent family macaroni and cheese size round, you know, I always wanted to be, I loved me. I, I was like, let's make out on the street because it was like, I don't know. There was something like I was trying to like re, I guess I was trying to get back to that parking lot and spin the bottle. You know, and there's the funny thing is, is there's never enough spin the bottle. I was thinking about this the other day. I've told you all years ago about the greatest New Year's, the only really good New Year's I ever had, which was the all girls spin the spin the bottle party in San Francisco. I guess I was like 23. And I just it was so great. It was so great. But then I, I remember like the next day I immediately like got a bottle and tried to like, I mean, Like, I mean, it's easy to get a bottle, but you know what I'm saying? I, like, decorated a bottle and, like, immediately tried to, like, replay it. Like, I can't just let enough be enough. And, like, of course it was shit. You know, I was like, yeah, we're going to have, like, spin the bottle party part two at my apartment. And it was, like, nobody cute came. It was, like, four people. And, like, we didn't even feel like, you know, like, the, the New Year's one had been, like, I don't know. At one point there were, like, 40 women in that room. Like, it was fucking awesome. And, you know, and then I, but I, I I can't just let it be a memory, right? Like I gotta like let it, I gotta like ride it out, you know, like I'm like, oh, we need more, 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 you know, the come down. I don't want to come down. So that's why, this is why we can't have nice all girls spin the bottle parties, people like me, because it's like, you know, I just, I can't let it be its own. I'm not wired. I'm not wired to let go of something that's delicious. I need to play it out over and over again. So speaking of which, um, so what am I eating? So today I am having, um, I went to Whole Foods, um, which I fucking hate Whole Foods. I'll tell you why I went in a second, but I went to Whole Foods, um, and, um, cause I had to return something. I had to return some Amazon shit. And, um, I saw they had smart sweets, which I didn't even know they were so ubiquitous now, but I guess they're everywhere. So they had these smart sweets, these, these smart sweets. And so I got a bag of the peach rings and I got a bag of the fish. Um, and I fucking love these. I love fake food. You know it. I know it. I love fake food. So I'm having these, I have, I have them astride in my cup holder. I've got both bags open and I'm sort of rotating between the fish and the rings and it's fabulous. You know, it's, it's a great thing. I think it's the best I could possibly arrive at from Whole Foods. It's the fakest food I could possibly arrive at from Whole Foods. Um, you know, and and I'm loving it. Hashtag I'm loving it. Um, you know, it's, it's really when the bags are empty, I don't know how I'm going to feel. I know I'm going to feel, I'm going to want two more. Um, you know, but at least I have two. At least there's not just one. Because, like, they give you, like, five fucking sweets. Like, they don't give you that many in these things. Um, but, yeah, I remember when they only had them in New York. And I was visiting New York. And I was like, what is this? But now they, now they seem to be everywhere. And I was very excited 
So the reason why I was at Hofu is because, fuck Whole Foods, it sucks. Okay, like when I pulled into that lot today, it was a garage, and I just like saw the masked humans at the Whole Foods, and you know, you can order the shit from, and they, and there's like the Amazon Prime pickup which I'm not above Amazon. I mean, I, I order shit from Amazon all the time, but it was like for a moment, you know, when you like judge a world that you're fully complicit in, like you judge the destruction that you're fully complicit in participating in, you know, like you fear the apocalypse that you're like fully funding, but you still fear it. And you're like, I just want to get back to nature. But then like you go into nature and you're like, I need Amazon Prime. You know, like that, that was like the moment I had, like I pulled into this Whole Foods parking lot, parking garage, and I like saw all the signs of the apocalypse and also for like park here for, you know, if you're like picking up your order that you ordered on the shit, I don't know, just like everything, like I was like, what, where, like, where are we? You know, I had an, I had a, I had a moment of like, what is this? I guess because I don't go outside very much anymore. You know, I'm like mostly in my house, which we're also going to talk about. Um, But it was like, I'm in this parking garage. I'm in this, I'm in this garage and I'm just like, like, what is everything? It, It reminded me of like when I used to take mushrooms and I'd like get on a highway and everything looked like a video game. But except for I wasn't on mushrooms. And I wasn't on a highway and it's 2022 and, um, the loneliness, the, the searing, the searing loneliness, the end of connection, you know, even down to just like masked faces, you know, just masked fate where no, where are the faces? No faces, masked faces, you know, everything compartmentalized online, which I am fully part of. And yet, you know, you can hate and love something at the same time, or you can hate the effects of something, but love the ease and comfort that it gives you, you know, and, and I'm fully complicit in the priming, in the priming of everything, you know, the priming of it all. You know, when I go on my Amazon and I order, like, my fucking prime groceries to be delivered to my house, usually not from Whole Foods because all the food, I mean, never from Whole Foods because I, I like the faker shit. I like the the pantry where they have, like, you know, the pesticides and the, and the not organic and whatever. Um, but when I do that, like, I feel a sense of, of great purpose in my life. I feel, when I hit order, I feel that I've accomplished something. You know, I do. I feel fulfilled. There's a fulfilling, I'm taking care, taking care of my, my family here. You know, I'm doing shit, ordering shit, doing this instead of writing, you know, this, but this is, this is, I'm hunting and gathering. I'm hunting and gathering. I am pushing my finger. I'm hunting and gathering. Um, you know, when I do that, it feels good, which I guess is how it's designed. And yet, when I pulled into that lot, I was just like, what is everything? What is everything? 
Um, and the reason why I went there is because I, um, I'm going to see my niece and it's her second birthday and, um, I'm trying to buy her love, trying to buy her love, need to buy her love. Um, I'm, I'm obsessed with this child. I I, I literally like, I'm on the fucking FaceTime with her and I'm like, just tell me what I can do to make you love me. Like I will do anything. The last time I saw her was about a month and a half ago. I was literally Googling, Googling how to make a toddler like you, which by the way, there, I found a really good article on it. Um, it was, uh, I don't know. It was like, it was like a UK newspaper online, like a, like the guardian or something. It was like, how do you know? It was like for, like for people who know, like people who know nothing about children and are like deeply insecure, like how to make a child love you. And it was like, play hard to get, which like, I'm not, you know, I don't know how to do that. I've never known. I've, I don't know how to do that. I feel, I feel with this child like I did when I was in middle school. And, like, everything I say and do is awkward. Like, I'm just like, please love me. Like, I love you so... Like, my love for this child, I'm, like, obsessed with her. She looks exactly like my sister did as a kid. So it's like... And my sister was a fucking cute kid. And I love my sister so much, you know? But, like, so it's just... I don't know. And it's, like, the only one. You know what I'm saying? It's, like, the only kid in the family. And, like, it's the only kid I've really ever liked besides two of my friend's children who I don't feel desperate to make like me. I mean, maybe a little. Like, I kind of want to buy their love a little because I'm just, like, you know... Like, I'm thinking about... Like, I'm already projecting, like, 30 years into the future when I'm, like, all alone and, like, you know, who's going to, like whatever, but that's more like of a utilitarian thing. With this child, I'm just like, it's just like pure love. It's actually, it's very similar to the times I've, you know, I've, I've, when I went and saw Psychic with Pickle years ago, which is like, you know, just burning money in the street. If you want to just burn money in the street, I saw, I saw, I did the animal Psychic. It was like over FaceTime. It wasn't even like IRL. But when I did the thing with Picks. When I did my thing with Pickle, um, you know, how to make a dog love you or not how to make a dog, the psychic, the first thing I asked, I was like, does he love me? Like, you know, there's very few like creatures in this world that I'm just like, I am upset. Like, I just am obsessed with you. And I'd say like Pickle and my niece are like the two. And I'm just like, and also I, when I got Pickle, I knew nothing about dogs. I know nothing about children. And I'm just like, um, you know, like, can I just, like, just please love me. So wait, hold on one second. I think I just convinced myself I'm going the wrong way. So hold on. Um, okay. Sorry. Yes. I was going, I'm going the right way, but I hope you all can hear me because I'm literally, I'm driving through like a intense wind tunnel and the wind is, it's whip, it's whipping around the car. It's whipping uh, as I drive through these mountains. So I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, it's it's a it's a whipping wind. But um, yes, I was going the right way. I am going the right way, at least on this this journey, uh, this little journey. Um, but so where was I? Okay, so trying to make my niece love me. Um, yeah. Googling like how to make a toddler love you, what to do if you don't know shit about kids and you um, are deeply sad still about 
the loss of your father and feel like that archetype of joy, that archetype of joy that you used to go to in your mind when thinking of the future and family and tradition and, you know, that it would be there forever uh, is now gone, even though in reality, my father was often cranky and it wasn't like, you know, he was always joy in real life the last 20 years, but of it, of his life, but um, in my head he was. And that's where I spend most of my life. And so I think, I don't know, you know, it's just like I'm putting a lot of eggs. I'm putting a lot of eggs in this basket. I think I'm putting too, I'm putting too many eggs in the basket. Too many eggs in the basket. Because like, you know, I hear people with like nine nieces and nephews and they're like, yeah, like I'm really close with this one. And I'm like, I can't put the pressure on just the one to be, I almost feel like I need like. I need, like, a, some surrogate nieces is kind of how I feel, actually. I need, like, a surrogate niece um, or two. It doesn't have to be, like, a baby, but just, like, I don't know. Anyone out there want to be my surrogate niece? But, like, it can't just be that, like, it can't be that, like, we're going to talk about writing. And, like, you need a blurb. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's got to be, it's got to be give and take. You know, it's got to be give and take. I don't know. I guess with with my niece, it's very easy to just give because it comes from a pure place of love. But when I get like the the blurb requests, it it's been constant. It's been like every day now. And I know I feel like a shit complaining about it because it's actually a nice thing when you really think about it. Like people want advice or people want. Um, you know, like it means that people know my name enough so that they would ask for a blurb, but I don't know. It's like the saying no is still, is still really hard. I mean, I do it. I say a lot of no, but it's like, I think this year I really want to look at like, um, you know, like I find it easier now to actually say like, I'm sorry. I, I, I have, I have six manuscripts that I've committed to reading there. I can't like even commit to reading anything else until I've like gotten out from under the truck. You know, I mean, if I were going to be blurbing everything that, or even reading everything that came my way, it would be like maybe like 360 manuscripts a year. Like it's almost every day, you know, and it's just not, I can't do it. But so, um, so I've gotten better at the actual saying no to like lots of things. But what still happens is I still feel a churn on the inside. Like, remember a couple years ago, I started the year of saying no. It was like, um, where if, if there, if, if I received a request to do something and I didn't have one of these three reasons for doing it, uh, numero uno, a genuine creative connection, genuine creative connection or like inspiration to do something, anything could be anything. Number two um, a financial incentive. It's always nice if the first two overlap, you know, financial and creative, but they don't always, um, but like a good, you know, a a financial reason like survival or number three, um, I just really love the human and, but it's coming from a place of love, not obligation. And it feels good to do it. Then if I didn't have one of those three reasons, creativity, money, survival, love, um, you know, then I would say no. But the thing is, is that, so I, I'm, I'm good at saying no now, like the actual saying of it, 
I don't say yes really now when I mean no. Like, I used to always say yes when I meant no. And if you say yes when you mean no, like, the annoyance will come out at some point. The no, the no in the, the no of the heart will come out. The no of the heart will come out. Um, but, you know, so I've gone better. I don't really say yes now when I mean no and then, like, passive aggressively. But... The internal churn, the level of internal churn and the level of sort of like emotion that it it takes to say no, it could also just because I've been in a depression and so it's harder to do anything, but I don't think so. I don't think this is part of that, you know, but it, it feels like the inter- the churn of saying no, like it feels like um, work, you know, like it feels like, dare I say, emotional labor. But I don't think it should have to be emotionally. Right? I, think, I think it should just be something that can be reflexive. So this year I'm, I'm looking at like, okay, like what, what's up with the charm? What's up with like the charm? What am I like afraid of? You know, and it's, I guess it's afraid of what is the fear? Like, what are my fears when I say no? And obviously there's lots of different things you can say no to, but like if I say no, or if I don't even write back, cause I'm just like, I can't, you know, like because it is like sometimes work to write back. A lot of times it's publishers too emailing me. So I guess like, okay, I'll start. Well, all right. So it's definitely fear of loss. It's fear of loss. So like fear that if I like decline a certain agent or like an editor who's asking about me blurbing something that like they'll hate me and they will. And if I ever like have my, one of my books out for consideration with them, they'll be like, well, you know, seven years ago, Melissa said no, so no. And I know life isn't that transactional. It's not like that linear, but like, I definitely think I have to say, I think that that's a fear. Like there's that fear of like, that I will jeopardize something for myself, right? Humans are self-interested. So that's probably like the, the, the one of the main things. Also, um, fear of being perceived as like ungrateful sorry, my car, my car just tried to talk to me. Fear of being perceived as like ungrateful or unhelpful, right? That like people have helped me. So I should be helping people. But I also feel like how many people can you help? You know what I'm saying? And then this is where like a voice inside me is like, but you are helpful. You help like a certain, you know, and, and I don't even think there should be that need to defend, right? Like to be like, well, but you do help a certain amount of people. How many people can you help? Like, no, it just should be like, sorry, I can't do it. You know, I just can't do it. I can't. I don't have like 50 arms and brains, you know, but it's, but that, so what is that fear though of, of being considered unhelpful? I guess it's a fear of being disliked, you know, I guess it's a fear of being disliked and that maybe, I don't know, is there a karmic fear that like, well, if I'm don't help everyone, then what? I don't know. You know, yeah, it's like, it's, it's like, who do you think you are kind of like to not be helpful, I guess. Um, so there's that, there's that. Um, but anyway, but you know, listen, if you want, if, if, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't say I need a niece. Maybe I should just focus on like the two children of the friends that I have that I like. I don't know. They're like seven and whatever, but you know, and I've also considered that, like, my niece is an age, like, I just don't know what to do, like, toddlers, like, I mean, she's so fucking cute, you know, I mean, literally, 
like I'm FaceTiming with her. She puts like her thumb on the phone and disconnects me. And I'm like, she's a fucking genius. Like I, you know, like the other day I took a screenshot of like her, like like a black screen with her thumb on it. And I texted it to my sister. I was like, this is amazing. I was like, this is amazing. She fucking, she disconnected the phone. This is amazing. She's a fucking genius. Or like, you know, I don't know anything about children. So like, I'm like, oh my God, she loves berries. Whoa, she loves berries. Like, I think that everything that she does is, which is the same way I am with Pickle, because I never had a dog before Pickle. So I'm like, I'm like, oh my God, like he eats like, like 20 day old, like crust of turkey breast off the ground that he found in an alley. That's just fucking brilliant. You know, like I think he's the only dog that like does this, but, um, yeah. And so, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's interesting, but I do think I'm definitely, it's too much pressure, but I was thinking about the fact that I'm like, all right, well, she's going to go through various ages and like, like my great uncle Dave, when I was two, three, four, five, I mean, I thought great. I thought Uncle Dave was the fucking shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, Uncle Dave, like, Uncle Dave, well, uh, you know, like everything in my childhood, if you gave me, I could easily be bought with candy and food. Um, you know, but like Uncle Dave, it was like caramel. What, what, what were the thoughts? What were the associations? It was like caramel popcorn, the roller coasters on the boardwalk, and riding the waves. I mean, that's like good shit when you're like four. And, like, your mom's trying to starve you. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, like, good shit. Uncle Dave, I still look back and I think that Uncle Dave is a very kind man. Really kind man. Um, but would I say that he was my favorite relative when I was 13 or 14? No. You know, it was, like, it was my cool cousin Jody. You know what I'm saying? Like, these things... Grandma Eve was always my favorite relative, like, the whole time. But... You know, but that's rare, I think. So I guess different people are good at, like, different ages. You know what I'm saying? Different people are good at, like, different ages. And so, I don't know. Like, maybe I've always, like, had a kinship with teens, adolescents. Like, it's just, it's an age I really connect to. Um, even, like, early 20s, age I really connect to. Um, because, I guess, because I'm kind of still there in the horror. So... You know, so it's like, even if I don't feel, um, like even if, you know, like she, I'm not her fave, like right now, you know, like she can still be my fave. That's love. Love is that she's still my fave. Even if I'm like not her fave or like she even doesn't like me, she can still be my fave. That's love, baby. That's love. But, um, and I'd also... (laughs) It also is, like, such a proof that I am, like, way too insecure to have a child. Because, like, like it's just, like, you made the right decision. Because, like, I mean, if I'm this way about a dog or a niece, like, can you even fucking imagine how desperate I would be for my child to love me? And also how quickly I would be, like, it doesn't love me. And, like, turn on myself and be, like, there's something fundamentally wrong with you. Like, no, it just can't... Um, it just can't. I, it's weird though. I mean, I have, I have, I've had more signals about, like, you know, I never wanted to have a child. I never wanted to have kids. Um, but I think like since my dad died, I've had like more like, like baby mo like moments where I was like, all right, I think number one, it's cause the train is really leaving the station. Like this is it. Like if I were going to do it, like it would really have to be now. 
you know? Um, so I think that's one thing, but like the most, like I, I hemmed and hawed, you know, for years I like hemmed and, I mean, I knew that I didn't want to, like, I always knew I didn't want to, but I think because like there was so much pressure from my mom to do it. Um, and also because like, it is just kind of like what a lot, like most people do, most people do, most people do. The majority does. I mean, all the animals do it, you know, I mean, Pickle's not going to do it cause he's neutered, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, it seems to be something about being a conscious sentient being that is, is happens more often than it doesn't happen. Right. The procreation. It just, it's just statistically, it's just like, I, it, it looks that we, it looks to be that we're drawn that way. And, you know, so I, I, but I never, I never felt it. I never felt it, but I think I had to be like, so dead set on my like anti-childness partially because I really just thought children were annoying and still mostly do, but also partially because I think, you know, my mom was so like pushing for it. Like my mom was so up in my fucking ovaries that I had to be like, no, like this is definitely something I don't want. But like deep down, you know, like there were questions and a lot of it was like fear of regret. Most of it was fear of regretting not doing it. Um, and particularly cause I had my mom's voice in my ear that was like, you know, you will die alone, which like, just cause you have children doesn't mean what, whatever we all fucking die alone anyway. Like nobody goes with you. Nobody goes with you, you know? And half the time when my dad was dying, he wanted to be alone. I mean like most of the time, let's be honest. You know what I'm saying? Like whatever. I also don't see my, you know, it's interesting as someone who's like pretty introverted. I don't know that I like, like, I can't, I don't even want to like sleep in the same room as somebody because like I fart in my sleep. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I don't know that I would want to actually not die alone. I think dying alone is probably, um, I think I'm, I think I am actually very hashtag team die alone. So I don't think it was that, but it's just like, you know, whatever the existent, whatever. It's just the question. And I questioned and I hemmed and hawed and Um, you know, one book that really, I think I've probably, yeah, I've definitely shouted out in here, like motherhood. I felt like a Sheila Hetty motherhood. I felt like a deep, deep kinship to that book because it really expressed sort of the angst of like pretty much knowing that you don't want to like being pretty fucking sure, but then like the fear of not, or like, are, but are you sure you're sure? Right. Like not having faith in your own intuition. Right. And like that dialogue, but then once my niece was born, I was like, I really didn't think about it at all. I was like, I'm done. This is like perfect amount of child for me. Like it really put any of my, my self torture about it to bed because it was like, this is the perfect amount of child for me. And now like my, you know, my parents have grandchildren, like a granddaughter, like it's like all that shit, all the weight was lifted. My mom stopped bothering me about it. She gave up. And like, so I didn't have that pressure. And also I just like, was like, this is it. Like my sister's going to need help. Like it takes a fucking village, you know? And like, um, you know, whatever. So I'll be like an awesome man. So, um, you know, not realizing that like two years later, I'd be like, please love me. Just I'll do anything for you. But, um, so for years it was like that. But then after my dad, I was driving when I was riding back to the airport, like a week and a half after my dad's funeral with, um, my mom and my, my mom was driving my husband and I back to the airport. I had this moment in the back of the car. It could have also been cause it's the first time I've ever, I had ever like been to the Philadelphia airport when my father wasn't on the planet, you know, like he had been home when I, when I got back and 
he was he was there when I arrived and um, you know he was not alive two days later and so uh, you know a week and a half after his funeral like I, I don't know what it was I mean it was many things but it was like I had this moment I was like you should have a child and name it my father's name began with an R um, he was Robert Bob Bob if you're nasty but Robert and so it was like you should have a child and um you know and since then like we had a pretty we had a pretty fucking bad Christmas um you know part of my husband like has his health is really bad he doesn't have COVID but his health has been really bad since August and um you know we've had to get him a wheelchair which is like just symbolically very heavy um the wheelchair is actually a good thing because it allows us well Actually, I feel like, I I honestly feel like we only got the wheelchair so we can go to this one outlet mall we like in the desert once a year. (laughs) I'm like, we haven't even used it. I'm like, we just don't leave the house otherwise. But no, ostensibly though, it will allow us to do, I think, to get out more, you know, because when he's in like a a flare up relapse, like, you know, he can't really leave the house or like he can walk like one block. I do think maybe he's a tiny bit better now because we were able to leave the house and walk like, um, to go to like a glasses store I don't but you know it's bleak it's fucking bleak so like on Christmas this year usually like my sister and her niece come or like my you know my husband's family comes but this year like we just didn't um because I had just seen my sister's fam I had gone to Florida with them with my sister and my niece and her husband and whatever the crew so and it was just like bleak and also like you know the COVID shit was like rearing whatever I don't even know it was like back I mean, I don't know that it was ever gone, but you know, shit was just really bleak and like we were alone and like he was too sick, I think to be the elf, like the joyous elf. I mean, my husband doesn't really like Christmas anyway, but I was too depressed to be the elf and we like needed a fucking elf. You know what I'm saying? Like we needed an elf. So I went into like a very, very, very spirally place. Cause what I, what I do when I go into a place of deep sadness, deep grief, depression is um what's more comfortable than feeling the feelings or like being sort of powerless over the feelings or just like the amorphous blob is to like find a way to like attack myself because that's a way of control like seeming like I have control of an error so I was like my life is wrong I've done everything wrong we are sequestered away like in this house just the two of us like why do we live in California we're far from everyone we like all of our relatives I mean, I guarantee if we were, like, with our relatives, we'd be like, get me the fuck out of here. But nonetheless, you know, and I was like, and we didn't, and I didn't have a child. Like, who, you've been, and I really went into myself. It was like, you have invested in the wrong things. You have invested in the wrong things, meaning, like, art. Like, as though you can't, like, be an artist and have a child or whatever. Like, you know, but it was like, you have invested, you have chosen unwisely. And, like, now you're not even working on your book. You know, like, it was dark and it was like also just this feeling of like there's no joy you know you like like who are you how could you have thought that like you know like now that also oh also I had thought that I was like it had been six months and I had thought I had really turned a corner with my grief I mean I like I I thought that I'd really reached this place of acceptance I was like you did it you fucking grieved you you grieved and you you did the grief, grief done. Like, you know, you get a gold star in your grief and you're done. You know, like you still miss your dad. You love him, but like, you're done. No, 
That's not how it works. But I think I also felt, oh, here's another thing. I felt self-conscious that I was like this woman I know who's like obsessed with her dead parents who have been dead for like 20 years. And she's like one of the only people I know who doesn't have kids. And like, also I'm not like her. Like she has like a very bad personality. You know, like there's a lot of things wrong with this person. So I'm not like her, but I was like, oh, like the reason, this is what I did to myself. I was like, the reason why the stuff with your dad is coming back up again is because you did, don't have like any, you didn't create any like future joy by having a child. You didn't like create any future tradition. Like I really went and I was like, you are like exactly like that person. I mean, it was just, it was really, I mean, I went to town, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, let's do this. Let's like, it was dark. It was very dark. And yeah, in the end though, um, still don't want to have a kid. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I mean, my husband does it. I mean, I would, you know, my husband's disabled. Like even if I wanted to, even if I desperately want to do, which I don't think I do like, like there's no, I would be like a, I would be a single parent. I'd be taking care of both of them. And like, not only that, like I have to worry about like the way the baby would affect his health. But even before that, I mean, I have never wanted children. So it's just like, you know, there's a lot. But even if like, whatever, even if I was going to be single, all those things, all those things, like the thought of actually raising a child, like when I spend more than an hour with a child, I can do like two hours, even with my niece who I'm obsessed with, you know, it's just, so it's like not about that. What it was, it became, it's like a symbol, you know, and what is it a symbol of? Well, dare I say dare I say that, um, I have been feeling, you know, as an introvert, I think that the quarantine and the pandemic in a lot of ways, like it is been easy for me to like it, like it feels comfortable to be sequestered. It feels comfortable to not have to deal with social situations you know, like I, I like it. I like it, but it is bad for me. Like on a spiritual, emotional level, it is really bad for me. So it's like, you know, you like what I want, but not what I need because the, now there's just like such an easy excuse to like say no to everything. And I think it like, it's not good for a person like me who's like inclined toward isolation. Like I'm already naturally inclined that way, you know? And, like, I could blame, like, the pandemic. Like, I could just be like, oh, well, I can't see anyone. But, like, it's not really that. Because there are, like, times when I could see people and, like, I just, I'm like, nah. You know, like, it's gotten so easy to say no now. And I think there's, like, on a very deep level, like, on a heart level, like, I fucking do miss. I can't believe I'm saying this. But I, like, miss community. And I'm talking about more than Zoom community talking about human interaction, seeing a face, hugs from people who aren't just like my husband, you know, like, and it's, but it's like, I, but it's hard for me to get the like mojo and the impetus to do it. Cause especially want, like when you're an introvert in a depression, like it's very natural to just keep isolating, especially when like, you know, there are less opportunities to do shit and you have like a built-in excuse and it's like, I don't know, fucking inertia. You know, the less I go outside, the harder it is to get outside, but I need it. Like I need it. So I think it was like on Christmas, I was just feeling like this, like, you know, some really intense loneliness. 
I think I've just been feeling really like the lot like a loneliness coupled with the loss of my dad and the grief because it was like I was expecting to grieve to the grief to be really heavy on Thanksgiving because he always cooked but like my sister was with me like I had my family come and like I mean I didn't cook I like got most of the shit from this place in LA but because like nobody wants me making a turkey I warmed up the turkey and I carved the turkey that was like the and I was like really excited about that I was like I fucking turned the oven on and warmed the already cooked turkey and didn't burn it but my sister and I made my dad stuffing which was like just so amazing to know that we can we realized that he was using Pepperidge Farm classic herb all along like the stuffing that we thought was his like his own blend of spices like was actually Pepperidge Farm herb because I was like what does the bag look like and I was like oh this shit has the herbs in it already and it like t- we're like oh my god it tastes like that so that was like there that was a triumph we made these like potatoes that like whatever you know like we did a couple of the things but but so that was beautiful and I didn't feel the grief at all and then I wasn't expecting to feel the grief on Christmas because like I don't know I'm a Jew I don't really have that much tradition with my dad we would you know we would do like the Jew thing of like the Chinese the night Chinese food the night before and then we would go it was like with this one other family every year we'd get Chinese food with them shout out to the staples and then we would go that's their name not the staple superstore and then we would go there was like these firemen on a fire truck who would dress up as Santa and they would get like wasted and like give out like candy and fruit and my mom would like sometimes let me eat the candy and like I'd eat the fruit you know like that but it wasn't like super tradish right so and I think I was I don't know you we just don't know you know but like it was really hard like kind of makes sense like why wouldn't my first Christmas after like one of my like the people I love the most dearly and have loved the most dearly my entire life on the planet maybe the most like is gone like why wouldn't it be hard like it's a jolly time you know and you're just like oh like I don't know you know but I I I didn't want I, I I was so proud of myself that I was like done you know even talking about it now I just feel like people, I don't know who people are, but are just going to be like, oh, oh, back to this shit again. Like, oh, it's just great. But this is what it was, you know? And so, and so I think I just like projected it instead of like, just being like, you're really sad. Like your husband's been sick since August. Like your father's dead and we're back. You've been in isolation for two years. I mean, not total isolation, but you know, like, masks on faces when you go out in public, like, shits in the, you know, just, like, it's, like, yeah, you're, you're depressed, like, okay, instead of that, I was, like, I've done everything wrong, we've sequestered ourselves, I've chosen wrong, like, you know, because I guess, I guess it was more comfortable to do that, you know, than feel the loneliness, I guess it was more comfortable, comfortable, I say that so feeling comfortable, I guess it was more comfortable to, I mean, it's always more comfortable to project on a symbol. So like this, you know, imaginary baby, which by the way, really is imaginary because like the thought again, like the thought of, the thought of being pregnant, I mean, with my body shit. And then I'm like, Oh, is that the only reason you never did it? But it's like, no, I don't want to like adopt either. Like, I just don't, I just don't see it. You know, like I just don't see it. So anyway, but I also think, you know, like I'll say, I think that it was, you know, like, my sober community, like, 
and, and women I mentor, like, have always been a big part of my life, and I think it's taken, especially just, like, women I mentor in general, like, there's a couple women I mentor, and, um, in my life, and, like, you know, in different ways, um, but they've always sort of, that's been a place for me to, like, mother, right, like, that's been a place for, like, maternal energy, or, like, really sisterly, like, I think I'm more of an older sister, anyway, than, like, a mother, but I'm sure I have some mother shit, but that's always been, but, like, since everything's on Zoom, you know, and, like, I don't see people, even when we just live, like, you know, I'm well in LA, it's, like, everything's far, but not that far, what didn't used to be too far for us to see each other, you know, or, like, one of my mentees will, like, like, recently, they, she started coming over again, and, like, I found myself, two of them, actually, and I found myself, like, oh, maybe she'll just want to do Zoom, and it's, like, why, like, when she actually is there, when we actually are, like, hanging out, like, it feels so good, and I'm, like, this is what I needed, but I'm so resistant to it, you know, but I think, like, a lot of that, too, like, it just has, it, it's, you know, so it's like, and so I, I'm just saying it. I can't believe I'm saying the C word. When I say community, I mean like, you know, hanging out with like one person in real life, like every, every three weeks. No, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, I, I, I guess I miss humanity, but I'm also scared of humanity still. So when there's an opportunity to not be with humanity, I don't take it. Or to be with humanity, I don't take it because it's so easy not to. And I'm used to not. But I think it's not what I need, you know. And I think it's like intimacy. And so, you know, baby becomes a quick symbol for that. And I'm at, But it's like a very, it's like a doll, you know. I mean, it's not a doll. What is, it's just, because the thought of actually doing it. Like if I really, really, really wanted to, you know. Like, we would have done it. You know, we would have done it. And so, it's, I don't know, it's, but I think it's just easier sometimes than to look at, like, different sadnesses. It's like an eating disorder. I'm like, having a baby is like an eating disorder. No. But it's like, when it's so much easier to, like, compartmentalize, like, existential anxieties or, like, loneliness or nebulous anxieties grief, all of these things into a symbol. And it can be anything, you know, like, I mean, often, as we know, I'll do it with like finding the perfect sweatpants. This one's like a little bigger, but like, it's just, you know, but like, what is it really? What am I really longing for? And I think it's just like connection. Dare I say human connection. Will I give it to myself that I don't know? I hope so. I hope that I can, like, start giving myself more. And and remembering that, like, this is something I need and that it's good for me, you know? I think that's why Thanksgiving was easier. Because I had people. I mean, I wanted to get rid of them. I wanted my family out of my house. I was ready to kill everybody except my sister, my husband, and her baby. But, like, um, but I think that, like, that is what I need is to, I need, what I need is to be annoyed by people and not to be so alone, you know? So I'm glad we've worked that out. I'm glad we've worked that out. Um, but anyway, so, all right, so let's, let's wrap this fucker up. So, oh, and I, so why was I at Whole Foods? So why was I at Whole Foods? So, so in the quest to get, um, in the quest to fill various existential holes and make sure that my niece loves me, um, because I'm obsessed with her, 
I was like, well, what am I going to get her, like, for her birthday, you know, and, like, she's two, like, she's not going to associate it with me anyway, but I'm like, so I, like, asked, and then I was like, oh, all of my friends have fucking kids, like, I can ask them, like, we can finally talk about kids, so I was like, I texted, so, like, there were various things, I don't know, like, sensory, they, like, sensory shit at age two, I don't know, I got her all these fun calls, I, because if I don't ask, then I'll just get shit that I want, like, I'm, like, I've been ready to color, I've been, like, ready to color since, like, she came out of the womb. Like, do you know how ready I am to fucking color the shit out of some coloring books? So I got, like, some some toddler crayons that you put on your finger, and I got some coloring books just because I want to do that. I mean, Lord knows, when this, when this, when she's old enough to craft, I don't care if she, you know, she will be into beads. And if she's not, like, that's tough shit because we will be, there will be, there will be beading. Okay, is all I have to say. Every time I walk past, like, the beading kits at Target, like, I mean, you know, I guess I should just get one for myself. But, like, I don't know. I've been through I've been through adult beading phases, and it just never ends well. You know? If you've read The Pisces, you know what happens when I do crafts. Lucy, hot gluing the beads to the bottle, making really ugly crafts. I'm not, you know, like, it needs, I need to do it with a child because, like, I do it like a child. You know, like I'm, I'm not, there's this, there's this Reddit that my husband's really into that's like called like, um, bad taste, great execution or something. And it's like, it'll be like a vagina tattoo on someone's face at like the, the, it's like, you know, they have a, like not great taste, right? Like they have a vagina tattooed on their face, but like the vagina is like rendered beautifully. So, but I'm sort of the opposite of, well, I'm not saying I have good taste, but like, I think that like. I have good inspiration, like, when I make birthday collages and stuff for people, like, the inspiration's there, but, like, the execution, bad execution, like, I have no, like, I don't have, like, fine motor skills or whatever, you know what I'm saying, like, it just looks like shit, but, yeah, so the craft, so I got her some, the coloring books and, and the crayons, just so I can color, I'm like, well, if you don't want to color, I'm going to be coloring, um, and I got her, um, this, like, horse that, like, blows up and you, like, I don't know, you, like, jump it, it's uh, again something I would want, right? Like a horse, fucking horse. I love horses. A nene, she calls them nenes. I, I, who wouldn't want a nene? I mean, I got her a nene. I'm gonna blow up the nene. We'll see what happens. They had a unicorn and a horse, and I was like, fuck. You know what? Enough with the unicorns, okay? Like, can we? It, it's time. And I like unicorns. I actually think that my Gmail avatar might be a unicorn. No, it's a white horse, but. I like a magic unicorn, but it's like, I'm done with the unicorns. The unicorns, the unicorns need to take a break for a couple years. They need to go on sabbatical. So I got her a horse. I just got her like this, it's like this blow up horse and it's supposed to like help build fine motor skills. I don't know. Then I went on like these educational toy things and I was like, ah, I was like, well, this is no fun. So anyway, so I asked my friends. So my friends told me like, and then I gave her money just because I'm like, money's good, right? Like I gave her money. Um, which like, she's not going to know about, but whatever. So I gave her like shit that's fun for me to play with shit that like might be fun for her to play with. But like, also I'm just like, who wouldn't want a nene? Like who wouldn't want a horse? And like, if she doesn't like it, I'll take it home and like, whatever. I'll have like this cool horse. Like, you know, like I, I could, I probably should get one for myself anyway. Um, you all know how I feel. I have, I have my old briar models, the briar ponies. When I, was I love, I fucking love, I just love horse shit. I love it. I love it. I have like a holographic horses running through a field on like my bedroom, on my bathroom wall. Like I just love horse shit. I 
love horseshit. So I got her the nene. And so, um, but then my, so my friend was telling me sensory shit. I'm like, well, I don't know what that is. Like, what is that? And then my, some, so then I like went online and I saw something called like a billabo, which is supposed to bring like imaginative play. And I was like, no, she, I literally bought and like canceled like 15 Amazon orders. Like I really overthought it. Like the overthinking was high. You know, I got her all these Play-Dohs and then my sister's like, yeah, I got her some Play-Dohs. She didn't really care. And I was like, oh, but I really want to play with Play-Doh. Like I want a set of 20 Play-Dohs. So I didn't return the Play-Doh because I like want to make like, all I want to do is make a hot dog out of Play-Doh this weekend. I think this weekend will be a success if I can make a hot dog out of Play-Doh. But, you know, I'll consider that. But so I got her that shit. But then my um, my friend was saying, uh, uh, kinetic sand. Get her. So I was like, all right, I'll get her kinetic sand and money. This was like what I started out with. Kinetic sand and money. That's my rap album is kinetic sand and money. So I got all the kinetic sand from Amazon. Well, then like... So I told my sister and her husband, and he was like, oh, like, is is that messy? And he's, like, not a neat freak, but I was just like, oh, shit, is it? And then I was like, is it toxic? And they were like, it's questionable. Like, it's technically not, but, like, for toddlers, it, like, kind of, like, isn't. I don't know. So I had to, so on my, so this morning, so I had, I, I, so I returned all the kinetic sand on Amazon. But, like, as I was driving out of town, I still had the kinetic sand in the back of my car. And, like... I had to stop at Whole Foods to go to the Amazon return counter to return the kinetic sand because God forbid I have until like February 16th to return the kinetic sand. But like, God forbid I like have it in the car still, like my erroneous kinetic sand that it will like, like it was just like all of my anxieties about like life not being enough. I'm not enough. I'm not working on my book enough. I didn't create enough future tradition. I'm fucking sad. Um, it's all over for me. I mean, I'm just thinking of all like the thoughts that go through my head. Loser. Sad. Life is sad. Can you even handle life? You know, just all the uplifting, all the uplifting shit, you know. Humanity, I miss humanity. But I'm also scared to be with humanity. You know, all of it came, went into the kinet, returning this kinetic sand. So I had to stop at Whole Foods on my way out of town. Um, and that was what I was doing. Because, you know, you can return shit at, like, the counter there. So that's what I was doing. That's how I ended up with the fake candy. Amen. So, um, all right. Well, wishing you... I, since we don't know if I'll be back, I'm wishing you... I will be back at some point. It's just this might not be a weekly thing. You know? It just might not be a weekly thing. They might be, though. I might be back for good. I don't know. I just can't make those kinds of promises. It's got to come from the heart. You know? Especially because I don't do, like, Patreon or anything. Then I could, like, you know, get it to go every week. But, um, you know, this is an, this is an ad-free experience. This is, a, this is a free experience. It's a free exchange of ideas. Okay? The ideas of... I was going to say the ideas of how much I hate myself. But it's I don't hate myself. I just lapse into a lot of doubt all the time. Or actually, I guess it's that I lapse into moments of not having doubt. Um, but most of the time, it's full of doubt. And this is just what it is. So anyway, uh, wishing you this week, or perhaps like month or year. I don't know how long it's going to be. But wishing you, uh, we'll say week, a week where if you are projecting all of your 
terrors, fears, lonelinesses, grief, existential angst, self-doubt, deep-seated shame, regret. I don't have regret, by the way. I actually don't have any regrets. Um, It's more just fear of future regret. I fear future regret. That's really what it is. I don't have regrets. I fear future regret. There's nothing that I regret thus far. But I do fear future regret. You know, I fear this, like, amorphous loneliness. It's just this amorphous, like, lost. I fear, you know, whatever. I fear what I always fear, which is, like, my own mind. Uh, but wishing you, you know, if, if, if you're up against any of that, that whatever you choose to project on, there's some joy in it. You know, that it's not all returning the kinetic sand. That it's not all questioning, um... It's not all turning on yourself. You know, that you project it on something like a fucking Play-Doh hot dog, you know, or your coloring book, whatever that version is, and you just let it rip. And I'll see you on the flip side, whenever that may be. That's all. Bye-bye.